In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners group. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on Toginet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the queen of pain, Maureen Wood. You hey, know, how you doing? There's an echo in here. Really? Can you put some like curtains on or something? You know, <laughs> my I, God! I just have. I've been away on vacation. Yeah. B a c a t i o n. Vacation. Vacation. So sorry about the echo. That's okay. So anyway, we have a great show today. What's What's new with you on vacation? Did you get any uh, spiritual visitors, uh, supernatural anomalies, uh, UFOs, all that cool stuff? No, I actually just went uh, using my ATVs four-wheeling, and my husband tried to kill me on a black diamond trail. But, hey, other than that, I'm cool. There you go. <laughs> so if you were dead, would you have haunted the black diamond trail, or would you have come back here? Oh, I would have definitely come back here to haunt you. Maybe you could have. Maybe you would have been <laughs> landlocked there on the black diamond trail forever. I don't forever. think so. I don't think so. It could happen. I don't think so. Yeah, you, you ended your life way too young, and that's where you end up because of a tragic death. Nah, never. Oh. <laughs> no, because, I mean, you know, I'm thinking that some of the people that pass on that really are aware of energy, maybe things are a little different. Maybe they know how to use it faster than others. Who no. knows? They don't. I'd say so. You know yes. what? what? Actually, I think they get punished because they use it on Earth and what? they're not allowed to use it in the afterlife. Oh, I don't think so. No, I really do, because you think of it, there's no psychics that ever came back. Houdini's been trying to do that for years. Who's, I mean, Halloween, Houdini wasn't you know, psychic. Whatever. But he was all involved <laughs> in the Bad example. Yeah, whatever. He was Anyways, Edward uh, Gagger Casey, I mean, probably the most renowned, and he can't Maybe come back. He's just so happy to be no, on the other side. I don't think it is. I think that you've done it on this side, you've used up all your playing cards, you can't use oh, the other Oh, I don't think so. Nope. I think, you know why? Because what? it depends why you're doing it. I think if you're doing it truly to help, I don't buy that at all. Oh, I don't believe it. I not, don't, not, I not don't buy it. Because why, why, I mean, why have you, uh, I mean, why aren't all these psychics contacting everybody all the time? It ain't happening. That's not that's true. That's not Name one. Maybe you just know enough not to be bothered to come back. Yeah. Seriously. Maybe they realized they should have been meddling in the first place, and now they know in the afterlife they have learned their lesson, nah. and they can move on to the next comedic plane, and they're all happy. I thought you said that you don't believe in that. Hey, I'm <laughs> open for everything. I am open for everything. 
But anyways, we have a great show tonight. Uh, we have uh, two segments. So the first segment is uh, a guy that I met up at the Hoot Mansion. Okay. Who is? And uh, his name is David uh, Hot. David Hot. David Hot. And why don't we bring him on the air anyways? And David is a ghost hunter. And I met him up at the, uh, uh, like I said, the Hoot Mansion last Halloween while you were out doing your whatever you were doing thing. I don't even remember what I was doing. You were doing that thing for Elizabeth. Oh, yes. That's yeah. what I was doing. Making the big bucks while I was doing a for bona helping the <laughs> mansion. But that's, hey, it should be. that's another story for another time. <laughs> I wasn't ready to get my butt kicked again. I wasn't in the mood. Yeah. So, David, are you there? Oh, yes. Good evening. Hi, David. We hey, are talking doing, with Marie? David Hart, who is uh, a member of the Ghost Hunters, actually a founding member of the Ghost Hunters of Vermont, correct? Uh, sort of. It's actually a joint venture with my fiance Don Ward, and I, and she's on the line also with us. Oh, hey, Don. Hey. Hi, Don. Hi. I met these guys at uh, the Hoot Mansion. They're a real, real nice couple. Um, they wanted to do ghost hunting together, mm-hmm. but uh, the previous group, which we won't mention names, uh, doesn't allow that. They don't allow any what do you mean? any hanky panky between members. <laughs> so they had to go out and do the hanky panky. Any hanky panky between? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what, well, what it, wasn't so, it, it wasn't so much that as that they had uh, in their bylaws. Uh, we found out after the fact that they didn't allow couples to investigate together, and they really wouldn't give us a reason why. It's just that it wasn't allowed, and because of that. Uh, they would prefer that we no longer associated with their group. You can't do it because I said so. That's exactly. Right. Oh, that's right. because they wanted the checks. That's why. What? <laughs> what? No, they have to throw themselves out of there. So, anyways, guys, I, I am so glad you decided to come on because uh, why don't you tell us a little bit of, uh, about? I mean, uh, once again, it's it's uh, Diane. Oh, I dropped the card. Dawn, right? Dawn, Dawn, I mean, this is the first time I've met you when I already... Dawn Ward and David Hart, but, you know, I'm, I'm, here I'm trying to type Oh, this. my God. You think it's easy, guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, anyways, guys, why don't, why don't you tell me how you... Well, I don't care who starts first. I guess ladies before gentlemen. How did you get interested in the paranormal? And uh, then how did you meet? How did you meet? Yeah, David. <laughs> Um, I've actually been interested in the paranormal probably since I was um, a very young child and had some unexplained happenings at an early age. And, um, you know, as a child, I guess it's more scary than anything, but as you get older, you kind of want more answers to what might have been going on, mm-hmm. um, which led me to uh, join this other group, and I did quite a bit of investigating with them. Um, but as David said, we we really enjoy doing the investigations together, so we decided to just kind of venture out on our own. So what was it, Love at First EVP? <laughs> it goes back a little bit before that. Uh, David is actually a paramedic by trade. Oh, that's and- handy. Yeah, and I, I used to volunteer as an EMT, and that's how we originally met. Yeah, I need you guys in my group. Have you seen Maureen in action? <laughs> what are you saying, Ron? I don't know. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, those skills would come in very handy. You betcha. 
So, so anyways, uh, you you uh, you knew each other before you got in the group. Is that is that what you? I, I, uh, correct. Yeah. Uh, okay. What got me more interested in it? I came out. Of, we come out of completely different uh, backgrounds and such. I was grow, grew up as a very strict uh, Baptist background. So to even think about anything paranormal was considered evil and nothing you want to get involved with. It was all demonic and just really didn't. Uh, jive with anybody in my church when I started uh, telling some people I was yeah. getting involved with that, which yeah. I kind of expected. Now that's that's very interesting. Do they do they still talk to you, or are you banished? Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much banished. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I, again, like Don, I've always had this innate curiosity just because of. Um, I guess the easiest way to explain it, I tend to have a lot of like deja vu incidents mm-hmm. and. I guess I was searching for answers. Why is this happening? Why am I, you know, reliving some of these things that I don't remember ever being there before until it's happening again? And different dreams that keep coming true. And Dawn and I got talking more about it, and she started explaining her interest in paranormal research, and it drew me more into it. And as I started getting more into the reading and research of it, I said, okay, I think I can find answers here that I couldn't find elsewhere. Now, did you ever find any answers as to why you believe about the deja vu or that you're experiencing that and what you believe it to be? You know, I think it's more the deja vu thing is, for some reason, premonitions uh, of what events have happened. I mean, in some of the deja vu events, it's like I don't see the complete story. Mm-hmm. And it's when I'm actually living through it, say, oh, okay, I've been here to this point. And then curiosity goes, okay, what's going to happen next? So you hang around to see what's going to happen and go from there. So I think I've kind of this before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's to that. And also what I find fascinating about paranormal investigating is the research that goes into it and learning the history of different places you're going to and the background of it. I think that is a huge part of uh, paranormal investigation is learning the history of different places and whether it be private homes or public places um, on what the background is. And it just piques that curiosity of a little bit of history buff, I think, that we all have in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Now, how long have you had your group, um, you know, how long have you been investigating in your group? Basically, um, we just launched our own group back at, um, in the late, uh, stages of October. Okay. Right after the last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough to scare anybody into anything. And, and, your web, <laughs> and, and, your, and your website, by the way, which I do want to get out here in case we forget it, which is uh, ghosthuntersofvermont.com, and I understand it's a pretty cool website. Yeah, on that we have uh, numerous links uh, to other uh, organizations, including um, your radio station. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's always a good thing. Um, but it, on there, you know, we have some of the histories of some of the places that we've recently gone to, um, a pretty decent selection of EVPs, some interesting pictures for people to dissect, tear apart, and give us feedback on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty neat, and it's a lot of fun to work on that and get to chat with other people uh, through the site. And we even have your mugshot on the front page, Ron. Oh, my God. Excuse me? <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you I, trying to attract people to the site? I, I, I thought that was on the other side. I'm on this side, too. <laughs> no, I was just trying to make myself look really good. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> but, uh, I like you, Don. <laughs> actually, you know, these guys are a, a, a fun guys. I've only met you that once, but uh, uh, right away I took a liking to you for some reason. And, uh, I would really, if we ever get up to Vermont, which we've got to, it's the only state in New England we haven't done anything in, mm-hmm. this would... What are you talking to me like that? I'm in Vermont all the time. <laughs> yeah. I anyway, am. Cabot. I, I, I'm always in Cabot, St. Johnsbury. I would love to catch uh, up with these guys. Like oh, I said, uh, can't yeah, have paramedics. Great. That'd be great. Um, again, the, the neat thing that we find is um, with working together is that we're not competing against one another for what we're doing, mm-hmm. finding evidence, and stuff like that. I think one of the things that we've been concerned about with different groups that we've met with and talked with and some of them is that there seems to be a competition going on to see who can find the best evidence? Who can find this? Who can do that? Give me a break. And, <laughs> yeah. You, you know, got to kind of that, step away from that ego, you know? Yeah, we yeah. found that kind of uh, a turnoff. It's like, gee, who can get on, who can get the next TV show because I did this and do that? And it's like, yeah, that that's not what we're in this for. But we're, this, we're looking for invisible people. How insane is that? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it's just, it was one of those things that we were glad to, you know, be able to start up our own group. We've had uh, numerous people now starting to contact us to uh, find out how to join, cool. get more information about paranormal investigation. Um, in Vermont, there isn't a lot of groups in Vermont. We've been getting contacts from all over the state for people wanting to learn more about how to get involved uh, with investigation and, you know, just what it takes. And as you folks well know, it doesn't take a lot to get started. Uh, other than a lot of patience and uh, keen interest in what's going on around you. Right, and a good attitude. You have, we really, really have to have a good attitude, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Now, whereabouts are you guys located in Vermont? Oh, we are actually located in um, Vernon, Vermont, so we're just like two miles down the road from Massachusetts line. Uh-huh. Just outside of Brattleboro. Oh, okay. all right. Yep. If, if cool. you know where the nuclear plant is in Vermont, uh, we can hear it hum from our homes. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, well, isn't that fun? No, actually, yeah. I was thinking about that. A nuclear power plant actually might be good for ghosts. <laughs> well, you'd think so, but you have to ignore that um, glow in the sky most of the time. <laughs> ah, that's true. <laughs> no, I mean, but let's... let's and let's, that let's, green cloud. No, seriously, that no. <laughs> if, 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 if ghosts use energy to do what they do, then the nuclear power plant has got like, tons of energy. So why not? In fact, why don't we see more ghosts that like electric power plants and transformer stations and all those cool places? Yeah, makes sense. Maybe they're but, drawing the energy; they don't have to be right there. No, <laughs> true. You know, but one of the things that we're really getting into now is, I think, an area that a lot of people tend to neglect is their own backyard and neighborhood of some of the um, lesser-known areas and cemeteries in their own uh, area. And we've been, we've been working on um, going to picking a different cemetery in our area over the last few uh, months. Um, 
and doing research on them and seeing what we can get. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating. We've been able to get some really interesting EVPs out of some areas that we wouldn't have normally given a second thought to a lot of times. Hmm. But which I think a lot of people tend to look at more of the well-known places and the big attractions and try to get to the highly publicized places and tend to forget about what's right in their own backyard. Now, right. what are some of the EVPs you've gotten? One that keeps coming up, we've been getting out of cemeteries, is um, it's cold. And trying to figure out what that's all about. Would you say it's cold? It's cold is the EVP we've gotten. I say that all the time, time here. Maybe it's just uh, my no, voice carrying. <laughs> Freezing you know, over they, here all the time. They they don't use the heat of this house. Oh, I are you kidding me right now? I'm boiling. Yeah, well, you're going through the heat anyway. Huh? <laughs> you guys yeah. want them? You can take them. <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, Maureen's an empath, and a lot of times we can tell you stories over and over again about how she feels my pain sometimes and everything else. Mm-hmm. But there's finally been a payback. <laughs> and uh, he's been getting hot flashes for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen, amen. You know, my, my wife even says to me, when the hell is she going to be done with this? <laughs> Not for a long time, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, like you say, I'm, I'm hoping maybe to eventually, you know, get an answer to what is it that we're hearing from these different uh, voices. That what is cold? You know, where right. are they that it's so cold? Um, hey. Check this out, okay? Yeah. Now, if you believe in hell, right? Right. Everybody thinks that hell is like the brim fires and all that. Right. But that was all made up later in the in century. If you go really back to the beginning, hell is the absence of God, which right. is the absence of light, and which is darkness and cold. So I find that interesting. Oh, Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, that would make sense. I mean, we've even got the as cold EVPs when it's been anything but that, you know, 90 degrees in humid. So. so, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that, I like with you, it takes more research to find out the history of different uh, things to maybe bring some answers to the EVPs that you get. Right. Um, you know, we've gotten, we've gotten EVPs where it's like, yeah, it felt terrible when I was here, the EVP has confirmed that, <laughs> and I'll think twice before I go to that area again. Yeah. You know, right. and others, you find that whatever's there definitely has a great sense of humor. Um, they'll laugh at you, laugh with you. Um, you know, it, it's kind of neat. Well, what is, you know, do you have, and I always ask this of our guests, and, and to me it's, it's interesting, and I know that our listeners are very um, excited sometimes to hear it, but what are some of the hair-raising events or experiences or something that really made you think, you know, that, that you weren't alone. Besides out. meeting me. Yeah, besides that, that's scary enough. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of my <clears throat> most terrifying experiences that I had was actually on my first investigation I ever did. And um, it was a private home investigation. The house itself, I think, had the possibilities of uh, more than one um, entity there. And the basement area was the area that was extremely intense, even as we were doing a walkthrough. And I was walking down into the basement. There was something that, you know, just 
I wanted to turn around and get out of there right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did wind up obviously staying and investigating the whole time down in the basement. I mean, it was just a very heavy feeling, um, not a good feeling. It was you could you could tell that whatever was there was not welcoming you. Um, during that session, we actually had one of the investigators uh, had a flashlight that was being pulled from his hand. Um, there uh, was a point where he had bent forward in the chair that he was sitting in and said, look, there's something, you know, black moving around the floor. And as he said that, um, my chair got slammed against by something and actually moved me forward. And we could, um, when I went back and reviewed the tape the next day, you could actually hear it happen. Um, and then there was also an EVP, which uh, was very disturbing and actually made me wonder if I wanted to truly move ahead with what I was doing because mm-hmm. the, one of the first EVPs I got was this very demonic voice saying, you're going to hell. Now, don't you think that's interesting because you almost wonder, okay, if it's, it's not something that's trying to keep you from investigating, you know, con- convincing you to say, you know, I think that when they realize that you understand that, you know, you know they're there and you're finding them and they know mm-hmm. possibly that they could intimidate, they try. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know, I I hadn't thought of it in the view that it was, you know, something that was possibly trying to interfere, interfere with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have that EVP on our website and it's a pretty clear one. It's It's pretty unmistakable what it's saying, and the voice itself is just um, very disturbing. I know that when we had our um, Karen, our EVP specialist that had been with us um, a few years back, I think she'd mentioned something about when she had started doing EVPs, the first few of them had been, you know, pretty scary. You know, Mm -hmm. like some of them have been... Well, the theory behind that is that they're the ones from the lower 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 level energy, I mean, the closest to us. Right. Uh, if you believe in, for instance, that, uh, you know, you have to move up in, in uh, what do you call that, levels before you right. go to light. Right, going to different and, levels. Yeah, right. So it would be the lowest, the meanest, the rottenest, mm-hmm. you know, all Democrats. Yeah. Uh, for me, for me with <laughs> EVPs, um, I think the last one that I got I would have to describe as the most haunting one that, it's still sticking with me. Uh, we were down in uh, Deerfield, Mass, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we were doing an informal investigation of the Deerfield Cemetery. And the neat thing about this is that the stones date back into the uh, mid-1600s, uh, right up through the time of the Deerfield Massacre and beyond. And they have this one mass grave there where there's 42 uh, bodies that are buried in this one grave uh, mm. that were buried there right after the massacre in 1704. And asking various questions, one of the questions I asked is, I I was saying, somebody had to have survived this massacre in order to have buried all these people. Um, Do you feel guilty that you survived? The EVP I got uh, immediately after that question uh, was a shotgun blast, is what it sounded like. Oh, wow. And that's just just struck me as uh, probably the most haunting uh, EVP I've ever gotten. 
You know, it's really interesting you mentioned that. Uh, Mike Marcos, who is an excellent EVP person himself uh, for East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, he was doing an investigation in a house, and he got a, I don't know if you would call it a shotgun but a blast, but it was definitely a gun uh, yep. blast that went off. And it, it's pretty uh, amazing. Now, would that be, I, I'm trying to think, is that just a residual or, or well, uh, I don't know. I always kind of get confused on that. I'm really not sure. I mean, because I've been told, for instance, that they have EVPs of drawbridges closing where there are no drawbridges. So is that a true EVP or is, just, is that just a residual? I don't know. I really don't. Residual effect. Yeah. Right. yeah. But, you know, it was, it, was, it was just kind of eerie, the timing. and Exactly. The answer to a question, you know, do you feel guilty about surviving? And if he took his own life. Right. And that's the only response you get. And I describe it as a shotgun blast. It's, mm-hmm the best sound I could uh, make it out. And I said, wow, that's just unmistakable. And it, like I say, it's just one of probably the most haunting EVP I've gotten that's affected me. That's and I'm, cool. you know, and you're and I'm right. Sure. You know, it's right. Think of the timing of it, you know, and, and also not just the timing, but I think, you know, what were you feeling? Or what impression did you pick up at the time, you know, or when you were listening to it? Yeah, I mean, it was around, uh, what, 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. uh, in the cemetery, um, and it was a typical uh, late spring day, uh, evening. Um, so the feeling all in all was, I guess, kind of more respect than anything else because of what had happened in that area uh, and respect for the battles that went on there. And, you know, it's a great place to go and see. They've got a wonderful museum there and just the history of the area of learning about the French and Indian Wars that took place, you know, that close to our home. That's cool. Uh, right. That and cool. It, it's kind of neat. You know, and then, you know, not too far away, um, you have the Eunice Williams Bridge, um, again, associated with the same battles where the captors from the 1704 were taken by the Indians up into Canada. You know, and at that bridge, we got a couple of EVPs of, you know, one of a, a female voice sounding saying, I'm coming. What and, bridge was that? Eunice Williams Bridge. Okay. And that's in... It's in Greenfield. In Greenfield, Mass. And, again, it's a covered bridge. Uh, There's markers there uh, designating the spot where Eunice Williams was one of the captors, and she was murdered on that site by the Indians. Um, Her husband was the minister for Deerfield, and he kept records of it and of the events of his return from Canada back to Deerfield. Um, So... You know, again, another That's historic site. And, you know, we got this EVP of I'm coming. And we got that in the evening. We went back the next day to see if we could get any more activity. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking across the covered bridge. And for some reason, I just came to a complete stop, turned around, and started taking pictures. And didn't get anything photographically. But when I went back and listened to my tape, something told me to stop. And something yelled at me to stop, and it's interesting. When that voice on the tape told me to stop, I actually did and turned around. And, Ooh, you know, it's weird. And it's just one of those unexplained things. You say, you know, what's going on here and why? Well, David, I hate to tell you this. We're just about out of time. You're kidding me. No. But <laughs> any, anyway, uh, the, the website is uh, ghosthuntersofmont.com. 
And I really want to thank you guys for coming on the show. And uh, if you can email your link to my web... (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that? (laughs) If if you can do that to my webmaster, I'd appreciate it, because I'd like to have you guys up. Uh, I definitely would like to uh, link uh, your site to ours. Oh, that'd oh, that be great. great. We appreciate it. And, Thank you um, so much for having when, us when, on. Well, before you go, I, I got to ask. I never knew there were ghosts of Vermont. The only one I ever heard of was Emily's Bridge. Did you ever do Emily's Bridge? We yes, did. We have. Anything and there? I, the night we were there, unfortunately, no. Oh, bummer. Uh, then we've been to Hope Cemetery also, which is a great cemetery if you want to see some amazing stones. Um, the artwork made out of the native uh, granite in that area is just incredible. Yes, I've seen there. It's amazing. Yep. And, uh, again, Vermont's a weird state because, as you know, you do the history. You don't hear about a lot of haunted places in Vermont. No. And that's why we decided, again, to try to stay close to the home and, and start looking at some of our local cemeteries and stuff and see what's going on. All right, guys. I want to thank you so thank much. Thank you so that's, much. That's Don Ward and David Hart of the Ghost Hunters of Vermont. Their website, once again, ghosthuntersofvermont.com. Thank you, guys. And You're please, welcome. Please stay in touch with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Now. Thank yeah, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, bye. time to uh, wrap it up for the break, and we'll be right back after the following messages on GoGNet. Get ready for Cowboys and Indians. I'm Eric Sullivan, sports anchor at CBS 19. I love the Dallas Cowboys. I wore Roger Starbucks jersey four consecutive pitcher days when I was in elementary school. Cowboys and Indians, 11 to noon central, Tuesdays on Togian. I'm Eric Williams, third-generation NFL player, Super Bowl winner from the Washington Redskins. I've been in the trenches. I know what I'm talking about, especially when I'm going to get some spiked hair cowboy groupie. Cowboys and Indians, get the lowdown. Yeah, you want to be in the thick of it. You know, that's what you no, want. I know how hard it is. Like, okay, no, well, I don't get... give me this. What have you done lately? But... Every NFL team hasn't done anything okay, lately. Okay, but they have the most talented team in the NFL. Get this SmackDown. You are absolutely nuts. Are you kidding me? You've been hitting the head too many times in those trenches, my friend. Cowboys and Indians. 11 to noon central. Tuesdays on Toginet. Radio with a cutting edge. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. We're back. We are back. You're listening to the Ghost Chronicles Live on Net. I am Ron Kolick. She is Maureen Wood. And the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Or join us live in the Toji chat room, which looks like it's a little bit busy, huh? Yeah, just very busy. That's cool. Yeah. I wish people call us in, though. Call in and say hello. Well, people don't like to call in unless they, you ask them something, and then they don't. That's... That's what uh, radio is all about. Unless you, you know, I mean, you go on to like, uh, you ever listen to uh, Beyond Reality um, with Jason and uh, Grant? Nope. Oh my God! The, the third hour they have like the uh, open mics, right? So everybody calls in just to tell them like 
you know, I just just to talk to them, basically, you know, just that 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 they can talk to them. Yeah. I mean, so that's I would rather have uh, you know a conversation with someone. But anyways, but that's on other stations too. It, it's not just saying that against them guys. I, I didn't mean anything about that because. Uh, you were saying? After all. Open mouth and say, boys. Didn't we get invited to dinner? Yes, we did. By one of our listeners? Yes, we did. Well, actually, four of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's some perks in this after all, huh? Maybe. <laughs> I haven't had the dinner yet, but I'll let you know. Are <laughs> we talking burgers and fries? Or yeah. we, no. <laughs> no, they were saying the window restaurant. At the window, I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. teasing. I'm teasing. You know what's cool? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was watching uh, Decoding of... Uh, Demons and Angels. You seen the movie? No, I want to go see it. I actually saw. I read the book though. Yeah, it's not the same. The book actually sucks. Can I no, see that the, on the book radio? is really good. No, Give me the really. book. I read it. I thought it was better than Da Vinci Code. Oh my God! We did see the movie. It's much better. Is it? Yeah. Did you go see it? No, my son did. Did Are you he? Kidding me? I don't do anything. I live vicariously through people. All right. Well, I'll <laughs> I go read see it. I'll let you know. Through people. And speaking of books, we did get our advanced copies of the book, which yes, looks pretty cool. Huh? Which, I'm yeah. excited about it. Yeah, we were showing it around uh, up at the, the lodge this weekend. I was people. actually, I have this excerpt I read from it, and uh, it's pretty cool. I, and I take it, and I read it to people, like, oh, oh my God. But which anyway, What excerpt? I'm not saying. Oh, for crying out loud. But anyways, I, I was watching this program on decoding the, uh, uh, whatever they are, the angels. And, yes. And, yeah. And one of the neat things was... Uh, about the whole premise, in fact, is about where religion and science clashes. Correct. And if you remember, way back, way back when I first started this radio show back on WCAP, if you listen to the open credits, and then it was uh, where science... Then religions clash. Or do they? Or do they? Or do they, yeah. yeah. So we were like all over that before it was uh, happening. But I think that's neat, because no, I don't believe that religion and science clash. And in fact, on this thing, uh, with the new popes and everything else, uh, the Catholic Church actually embraces scientific reasoning. Yes, but you're saying Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, look at, uh, was it David we just talked to? And David Hart, and he said they pretty much banished him. I think it's all perception. I think it's Whatever, all Whatever, you would have been banished religion. from the Catholic Church before, really? but I'm just saying that no, no, it's, not, right. it's not just uh, when it was... Well, when you, I know, but when you ask if science and religion clashes... I think it's only perception depending on the person who's thinking about it. That's all. No, it's not. It's much greater than a person thinking about well, it. Well, a group, a, whole, a, a no, Catholic religion, group. an organized religion. No, I'm not even talking about religion. I'm talking about... Doesn't actually, it all. What? What do you mean you're talking about what? It's, 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 it's religion and science together as separate entities. Right. Not just one particular person, not just one particular church, but the, the science... And religion, two separate things like Buddhism, all, all of them really. And do they all clash all the time? No, they're not necessarily. But anyways, let's bring on our next guest before I get crucified for this one as well. Yeah. Uh, our next guest is must be the end of the month. What does that mean? Well, uh, <laughs> okay, I was going to say something, but I think I'll be nice for uh, once. Yeah, we. we <laughs> it must be the end of the month. So I know. Dorothy, thank you for saving me. Oh, no problem. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. You know, we haven't chatted yet, Dorothy. We never finished that last thing you were telling me about, and then we were like, oh, let's talk in private, and I never got to. Oh, yeah, God, what was the surprise for you? I should have wrote a note because I don't even remember. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Don't worry about it. She 
Kate's been doing that. To I me remember. For years. I got a steel trap brain. I'll talk oh. about it later. Yes, this for trap. you, unlike Ron, right? Exactly. Yeah, steel trap. I'm sure. He's lucky to have you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dorothy. <laughs> I can I can tell that's just a woman thing. I'm not really offended by it. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> if that makes you feel better, <laughs> I always feel good. Whatever works. My life to feel good. That's right. Whatever works. Life is too short. That's Trust right. Me, I know. That's right. So anyway, Dorothy, what's in store for us under the new? Well, Dorothy, for those who don't know, why don't you introduce yourself once again and give your website and all that stuff? Oh sure, yes, Dorothy Morgan, and um, people call me Anona as well. And um, yeah, what's up with that? I, it's, it's my nickname. I, I, I don't get it. Enona. Enona. What is it in Enona? It's a, it's a Welsh name that I chose when I, I do medieval recreation. Ah, there we go. You know, there's got to be something. You just don't pick up Enona out of the air and say, that's my name. It's got to be based on some kind of fact. But I opened up a baby book when I was trying to rename myself a few years back. It was actually uh-huh. about 20 years ago. So. Right. It works out good. And when I became a grandmother at the age of 39, I decided my kids, grandkids could call me Nona instead. So a lot easier than grandma at 39. <laughs> I've had many names through the centuries myself. But anyway. Yeah, but now we can say in public. Uh, <laughs> That's so sweet, right? <laughs> and so your website is? My website is naturalrightscharms.com. Okay, and it, you are an astrologer by heart. I'm a professional astrologer. And trade. Yes, and I am a writer, so I write forecasts, and they're on my website as well. I have a new moon and full moon forecast, so whatever I don't go over today, people can go to the website and click on the link that says new moon, full moon report, and they can read that for free every two weeks when that comes up. And by subscription, you can do a weekly report, which is, very in-depth, and it talks about the energy for the week. And mainly what I focus on mostly is the moon energy, since that's the energy that moves the quickest from day to day. But there are big, there are a lot of uh, the outer planets, which are slower because they're further from the Earth. Um, they give us, you know, social trends, you know, like what's going on in our country, like I've mentioned before. And then the moon comes in and, and kicks things into action. So um, people can subscribe to that if they like it. A mere, a mere dollar twenty-five a week. So, if anybody's interested, they can go check that out too. That's cheaper than a uh, oh, very cool. Coffee. Yeah, I mean, you can buy it for a year and you get it even for less. So, you know, if somebody, you know, if anybody, just whatever's easy for people, make it easiest for everybody in these days. And um, you know, I work out mostly out of circles of wisdom down in Andover in yes, the Yeah. And I'm there generally on Wednesdays, but um, this week I'll be there Friday and Saturday. So if anybody wants to come in, Maureen. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. You're more than welcome to stop in and uh, have a little reading if you like. I also do angel readings, and I'm also a Reiki practitioner. So I kind of blend all of that together. Aren't we all? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, Anona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Anona, what is in store for all us? Uh, well, for the next couple of weeks. Want, I, can, I can go into that because we're, we're going to talk about the new moon that we had on Sunday, and that's in Gemini since we're now in Gemini energy because we've moved past Aries and Taurus, and so now we're in Gemini. So basically when we have a new moon in Gemini, that the new moon energy, you know, it's the dark of the moon, and it's now growing, so it's now waxing. So it's all about communication. So with 
with the sun in the sign of Gemini, no matter who you are and what your sign is, Gemini somewhere in your astrological chart. So wherever that happens to be for you, there's going to be a lot of activity. So overall, there'll be a lot of multitasking going on. That's what Geminis do. You know, I'm one of them. <laughs> we always have too much to do and not enough time. I thought you were like twins, so you, you actually got half of it done already. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, twin, the twin energy about Geminis isn't quite so much that there's a double or a split personality. Maybe, um, well, my example is the best one. I do this, all this metaphysical work, this spiritual work, but I can also, I live very rural. I can go out and shoot guns at a target, um, dig in the dirt, you know, change a tire if I need to. So it's, it's, you know, I can live in two worlds. So you're a keeper, in other words. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't mention the bedroom. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, would you? Go- oh. <laughs> well, well, you want Gem- to be a well-rounded individual. Geminis get bored easy. But, again, this Whoa. is... Whoa. You want to be gone, Ron? <laughs> Uh-oh, am I feeding the wrong, <laughs> the wrong one? I, don't worry. She would never know. Who will never know. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've been astral projecting on me again. (laughs) (laughs) But the energy around Gemini, it's analytical. It's an air sign, and so we think a lot. So it's more analytical, more thinking than feeling. And so when the moon is new in Gemini, it's not so cuddly. You know, by Sunday afternoon, most people were ready for family to leave and not be so cuddly because it was Memorial Weekend, and if you had family around, you know, by day two, you're ready for them to go. And the energies of the day kind of fed into that. But with that, you know, with um, Gemini's ruling planet, Mercury still retrograde, you know, there's, there's still a few kinks in the works, but that will be done by Friday. So praise the gods for that one because I'm having a hard time with that one. Just the retrograde Mercury sometimes affects people in different ways, and sometimes it won't affect you at all. You know, it's just miscommunications, computer stuff not working. Yeah, I've been there. Oh, wow, it's been a week and a half for me. You know, you think you've done something, and you you know, bank transfers, whatever, and it doesn't happen. I mean, it's... Wait a minute, is this for Gemini, or, or are we talking about all signs in general? talking about Mercury retrograde, which is Gemini's ruling planet. So that right. gives it extra credibility that these types of things can go wrong for everybody, not just Gemini. Okay. Yeah, gives extra credibility to that. Yeah, you have to, they have to share. Yeah. The Geminis, you know, share the wealth. (laughs) Mercury goes retrograde more than any other planet, so we tend to, um, we're affected by it more than any other other planet. Yeah, yeah, what's up with that? Is that because it's so small or or so close to the sun? It's because it's so close to the sun. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're not really going retrograde. I think I've explained that before, haven't I? I Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but what about the listeners who weren't tuned in yet, Ben? Could you please say? Yeah. I mean, who? You want me to explain it for you? No, I would like Anona to. Fine. <laughs> it's basically because of the elliptic, because we don't go around the sun in a perfect circle. It's, it's more of an oval, and um, it looks from from the Earth's perspective, because the astrology, modern astrology, is Earth-centered. So the Earth is the center of the solar system when we do astrology and we do charts. And so basically, what happens is we have an illusion that we're going that a planet that is near, you know, is in the outer ring, any of the planets actually, like they're going backwards because it's like going in a fast lane on the highway. The car next to us that we're passing is still going fast, 
but since they're going faster, makes them, in a way, the illusion that they're going in reverse. And that's what happens with the planets. And when that happens with all of the planets, the moon and the sun are the only ones that don't reverse. Um, it's just time to, to go inner, just to do inner work, not external work. You know, time to sit down and think. Okay. Wait, not to act. You know, to redo anything that needs to be redone. It's, it's good for us. But if we're moving too fast, as most people do in life nowadays, then it will catch up with us. It does. Yeah. Life does catch up with you. Yeah. And you know the thing is, you never always complete your tasks. There's always unfinished business somewhere always. in your lives. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but some people aren't able to complete tasks either. There are some astrological signs that are, they're called cardinal signs. It's the astrological sign that is happening during each season change, whether mm-hmm. it's solstice, things like that, and those are all the cardinal signs. And uh, Pisces, right? Uh, Pisces is not cardinal. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Pisces is not. leaders. It's mutable. Pisces is mutable, which means you kind of just go with the flow. That's why you do what you do, Ron. You know, it's just, it's very flexible. You guys are incredibly psychic and intuitive, um, depending on what other planets are attached to it. <clears throat> well, you should be. You may want more proof. Did I hear someone snicker in there? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was Ron snickering. Oh. Yeah, sure. Wasn't me. Is, is he intuitive, Maureen? I believe he is. I believe he, when... I first even joined the group. I knew that he was intuitive. Oh, there we go. But he used to talk about, you know, like he'd say, I don't feel anything. And then it, you know, it'd be, he'd come up with these little pieces of information or it's his psychic nose, that. his psychic it's nose, that. his it's sensitive just, nose. I, like I said, I always consider myself a dumb psychic. I oh, just dear know God. Things. I don't well, really how, what do you work think? at it. No, but that's just what being psychic is sometimes. It's just impressions that show up and you just know things. You don't know how or why. You just know them. Right. Not, yeah, you have to not push it. Right. You really, I mean, you gave, I mean, I have your birthday, and what? so I have your birthday. So even, I mean, just looking at your birthday, not knowing what time you were born is, it's, it's, I mean, it's good for me to know that if I'm to do a reading for you, but just looking at your chart overall, <coughs> excuse me, um, your energy really supports you being incredibly intuitive. You don't have a lot of energy that's going to slow you down, so you just should trust what you know. The one sitting across from me. <laughs> oh, that's all right. No, no, no. We won't. We won't talk about uh, my my chat at all because uh, <laughs> he's the, he's still the wall man. Partially, it, it remains a mystery. Yeah. You're just a half partial brick wall. I don't know. Right. Now, the one thing I, I did <laughs> want to ask you, Anona, is now are there are certain times astrologically when ghost hunting is better and. When it's not. Yes. I know you're throwing that at me, but I do know the answer to that. <laughs> I like to be prepared, but this is good. Yes, there is, because what it is, you really want water energy. So when the moon is in Scorpio, mm-hmm. perfect, perfect time for it. But you have to see how the moon's aspecting other planets. But if you were to do, you know, you know, those, your ghost hunting at night when the moon is in Scorpio, and it's going to be in Scorpio for 48 hours every month, you just need to find someone, or I can tell you. Um, so whenever the moon is in any of the water signs, and so that would be the moon in Cancer, the best is the moon in Scorpio. We should we should make a noner our uh, the official astrologer for the uh, Ghost Project. So can she can tell us when like 
the best time to go ghost hunting and stuff. There you go. I can do that. And then even, and also when the moon is in Pisces. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, that's really, really helpful for that energy. Because, I mean, it's, but, you know, number one is the moon in Scorpio. Number one is the moon in Scorpio, because that's just so intuitive. Um, anybody who is even born with the moon in Scorpio is very intuitive. And even Scorpio people are this way, but the moon in Scorpio is, you know, you just exude magic. You, you just have this aura about you that's just very magical. And as long as you use it properly, at least in the light, um, you can get quite far with it. You can get far with it in the dark, too, but that moon in Scorpio is, is good energy for that. So You know, Inora, if you want to, yeah, actually, we should talk, because that, this would be a pretty cool thing as a service for, like, other ghost hunting groups and stuff, is, like, to say this is certain, time, certain yeah, times that yeah. it's going to be stronger. Yeah, we could, like, post it on our website for our owners, or she could put it on her website, we could have a direct link to it so you can check when you, the best time to go ghost hunting. Yeah. How cool is that? That would that's, be cool. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, but I have to ask you, though. Well, why don't you? <laughs> How are you going to know? I mean, you go out and say you go out and you get, you know, I'm just saying, I mean, playing devil's advocate. I'm saying it's great, Anona. Don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome. But if you don't go out another night that's not considered at the same location, right? You'd yeah. almost have to do it, go out a night that's not recommended, and then go out a night that's recommended. Why? Yeah, yeah test it out. And see test it, it out. Like, if why? you're Mr. Scientist. Why? Just to see. If so that we can give it a higher, a higher percentage rate. If so that we can actually put a percentage rate, Anona. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We haven't tried it yet, so who knows, right? I know. <laughs> All right, we are going to do an experiment. We are going to find out. I need you, if you could pop I am me, a big believer in you, Anona. Pop me an email and let me know when the next primo time is to go ghost hunting. Okay. Preferably on a weekend. <laughs> no, I want to know when it is, because I will do this experiment if I have to do it myself and go crawling into the tent and lock myself in the dungeon or whatever oh, I have dear to do. God. I'm, to I'm up for all those. Go ahead. I would do it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I can't really make it on a weekend, but, you know, it'll be what it is. It is right. what it is, right? Here we I'm are. I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. I popped it up. Let's see. It starts June 3rd at 8 p.m. I don't know what day of the week that is, though. June 3rd? June 3rd is, is That's Sunday. Sunday, right? No. No, it's a Thursday. Oh, Wednesday. It's a Wednesday night. It is a Wednesday night. <laughs> oh. June 3rd is a Wednesday evening. All right, let me get all the way to the end of You know this. what I'm thinking? Hey, check this out now. June 3rd mm-hmm. is a Wednesday evening. And what do we do on Wednesday evenings? Talk. <laughs> the show. Oh. So we could actually do this live experiment. We could do a live ghost hunt. On the air, on this most haunted night of the year, of the month. Nice. That's, That's right. Idea. But this, it does go through all the way till the moon in Scorpio in June goes all the way through June 6th at 5 a.m. So that's the Saturday morning at 5 a.m. So if you need to, you could do something Friday night. June, June 6th is a Friday, is a what? June 6th is a Saturday night. Uh-huh. Saturday morning. It, 5 a.m. is when it uh, is finished. Oh, okay. All right. So we have from what was that first date, the first time I gave you. So those three, three, three days. Yeah. The third to the fourth to the fifth. 
It is basically 48 hours. Okay. I, I, I'm smelling it. That'd be fun. You're smelling it? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that part, but the rest of it sounds like fun. <laughs> so I'm thinking this is what we're going to do. On June 3rd, we will do the radio show at a haunted location and do a kind of like ghost hunt on the air. Okay. I don't know how we're going to do it. Do you get it. any geographical locations kind of oh, pin- pinpointing? Very good question. Because one thing she asks you when you when you do your signs, she wants to know where you were born. Right. And I said, why do you have to know where a person was born? And she explained to me, she like she's not around, but she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's the longitude and latitude. Is that correct? Yes, it's the longitude and latitude since the Earth is, is a sphere and <clears throat> the planets out in the solar system are where they're at. It's, it's all math. It's all geometry. And so it makes a difference where you're born to put the planets into your chart. Your chart is a round circle divided into 12 sections. So it makes 360 degrees all the way around the planet. And so where you were born, it gives us um, the, those house cusps, they're called. So we know what planets are in what area of your life, so what, uh, what things are more important. And that's how we delineate what your, you know, what some of your, some of the reasonings you're here from, you know, learning about this, learning about that. Um, if you're into past life information, you can, you can, Read into some of that if you want, some karma that you're carrying that you can clear out, good karma that you have to use. And all of that is all set up by the time the time you were born is important as well and the place that you were born because it's all geometry, it's all math. And I praise the technology people who make computer software because the math, the long division of astrology delineation is pretty tough sometimes. It takes me about two hours to cast one chart, and now it's as fast as I can type it in. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it makes it easier. makes that part easier. So that's what we have. Uh, that's why we need the birth time and place. That is cool. I mean, one of these days, I will have you do my charts, but... Uh, it takes some time, Anona. It takes some time until he just, you know, lets I, go. I will let you know. Well, like I said, I, you know, even my mom doesn't know when I was born. Yeah, but, you know, I think you mentioned it was near 7 p.m., correct? She's 96 years old. And she's sharp as a tack. Yeah, yeah, Ron mentioned one time, <clears throat> I think you mentioned to me the other day, it was right around uh, 7 p.m., so. I believe so. Yeah. yeah we can work with that. Okay. Anyways, let's, yeah. let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. <laughs> hey, can you give me any tips, Anona? Hey. <laughs> Anyways, we're running out of time, but uh, I'd I, I really like to try this ghost hunting thing out, uh, astrology and ghost hunting, hand in hand. Yeah, that works well. That's what I like to use astrology for. Just like, you know, it's about, you can use it in any way, you know, starting a project. Is this a good time for me to do this? Is it a good time for that? Right. We really do. We use the moon in most of this, in most of those types of questions. It's called horary astrology, so you ask a question for a specific time and date. And you can cast a chart for that moment in time. And so whatever day you're gonna, you want to go do something like, you know, a ghost hunt, you can say we're going to start at this time. And that's the official time, whether you actually get it going or not, within a few minutes. And, you know, it just gives you the energy of what's really going on. And, you know, if there are any things standing in the way, if there's anything that's 
you know, whatever's there to really help you out in whatever subject matter you're most interested in. So, to you guys, it's the go. So, yeah. Yeah, and I want to say to our listeners, if somebody wants, if they want to give us their birthday, their time of birth, where they were born, and That's how much money they have in the bank, and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. I missed That's that. for publishing costs, right? <laughs> oh, Leslie just put something up there. Okay. Leslie actually, no, no, we can't, we're not going to do this uh, today because I don't want to throw it on. We're, we're virtually out of time. We only got like a couple minutes left. So um, take, uh, uh, are you in the chat room at all? I am. Can you copy that down and we'll do Leslie's when I see you next month? 2566. Got it. Okay. Got it? Uh-huh. All right, so that'll be that'll be your task for next month. After, of course, we, we, I talked to you about the uh, uh, setting up the thing for the ghost and the uh, ghostman thing. So, anyways, once again, your website because I'm going to toss you off the air. So. Oh, how kind is he? <laughs> My website is naturalrightscharm.com. Or you can go to the Any Ghost Project site. That's anyghostproject.com, and go on the link section. I believe your pretty little face is on there. It is. With my dog. I think my dog's on it, too. There you go. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. What is it with women and dogs? I, I'm trying to figure that out, but I know there's some subliminal thing I there. I can't say it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing subliminal. I love my dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Anyways. Okay, cool. Well, look, at you got another one coming in, too. Uh, I'll do my best to write everything down. Maybe that will stay up once I get off the air. Okay. Uh, Anona, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Thank yep. you, Anona. Bye-bye. 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 Wow, that was cool, huh? It was. It was very cool. It was yeah. a fun night. That was blue by. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Well, uh, tune in uh, next week on Ghost Chronicles International on 3 o'clock on Tuesday when we go UFOs. Woohoo! I am so excited about this. I'm going to see if I can call in. Because of all these flying <laughs> saucers. We have the leading UFOologist in the UK on the show. He worked for the government, yada, 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 da, da, da. He'll tell you all about everything you want to know about UFOs. So tune in next Tuesday and you, with your questions or join us in the chat room. And in two weeks, we are doing a live broadcast on Ghost Chronicles International. Richard will be at a pub in the UK, and I will be a pub in the in the US. And uh, hey, Bob, if you're not doing anything, come on down. Um, anyways, it'll be a great show. We're going to be in two different pubs in two different continents, drinking two different kinds of beer. So, really, I'm jealous. And uh, starting on June 14th, I will be giving out tours to the Portsmouth Lighthouse, so haunted tours. So come on down, and I will. It was like a two-dollar donation for the friends of uh, Portsmouth Lighthouse, and we'll give you a tour of the lighthouse, and uh, you know, we'll tell you little stories and stuff like that. It'll be kind of cool. So come on down, say hello, and it, it goes for a good cause. Ah, done. Ran out of time. Yeah, time babbling off and didn't even know. Uh, this month on uh, Dining with the Dead, Roxy's Wicker at the Haunted Wyndham. Ooh, what night? Monday night. Always. Yes. End of the month. Go check the website, Any Ghost Project. Well, anyways, good night, Dad. Well, not much now. It's time to say good night. All right. So, until next time. Good night. Good night and God bless. 
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.